Welcome in to Back to Even. A uh, little mix-up to your to your intro. Uh, I'm new to the soundboard game, and I don't have all the fun little, my name is Jeff, or it's Ben, hey Ben, oh Ben. Uh, I also didn't write out a script like Jeff usually does, but here's the deal. I had several listeners type in. People were excited for this pod. Monday morning, they were juiced up. They said, can't wait to hear you guys talk about the college football playoff. I think I have four messages. Can't wait to listen to Back to Even tomorrow from listeners. That's dope. Um, we're here. Jeff is in Florida uh, on the scene reporting live from Tallahassee. Just kidding. He's not in Tallahassee, but he's in Florida. So welcome into Back to Even. My name is Ben. My name is Ben, and joining me as always, oh, Jeff, oh, Jeff. What up, Jeff Ray? What up, Benito? How you doing, brother? What's happening, dude? I'm good. Uh, cheers to you. Oh, uh, yeah, let's cheers. You are right. I am live. On location. On location in the anus of America, otherwise known as Florida. Uh, wild uh, that you keep saying that, dude, to be honest. I've never met somebody who hates Florida as much as you. Well, now it's just a bit, uh, and definitely a running joke for me. Yeah. It's, it's not necessarily the location. Sure. That I am against, right? Like it's tough to beat Florida weather. Right. When you live in Minnesota, especially in the winter, right? right. In the fall, winter and spring, it's tough to beat that. Yeah. Uh, I will. I mean, the summers are definitely the anus. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody. No. If you love Florida in the summer, I mean, that's 10 times worse than Arizona in the summer because it's like yeah, I mean, same, same temp, but only right. 100% humidity. Yeah. Chief's number one super fan comes up to Minnesota for two months. Correct. In the summer. Right. Like it is awful here. Uh, it, you know, it's it's definitely more about the. Uh, I would I would just say the people yeah that you can tend to encounter in the state of Florida do just do a random hilarious news search and it's always quote unquote a Florida man yeah right so yeah it's more that uh and it, it, it there are parts of it that are definitely trashy dude oh for sure uh right? I went to the Daytona 500 when I was 13 years old. So yeah, it, I've seen it's it. It's super redneck here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah no, but yeah, live on the scene, uh, coming to you live from Anna Maria Island. All right. I got uh, the pool lights on. I thought about doing this from the hot tub. Fucking big screens on right behind your head. Yeah. I'm watching the Chiefs get beat by the Packers, which I was a little shocked by. Crazy. Uh, had to sober up. To jump on this pot. I love Not that. Gonna lie to you. Um, that that's I like that. That means you're having a good vacation. Let's go get in there. Oh my gosh, sorry. Um, 
No. Your, bo- your boy went, had a nice uh, four-legger hit earlier today, anytime touchdown score. Shout out. Um, I'm a Rasheed Rice touchdown away from my second four-legger of the day. Fucking hell, Ben. And he's Dude, just stay a, high, homeboy. Yeah, he's a yard short. So um, I'm, I'm about to be chief that. super fan. Yeah, there's Pacheco. That was easy. Um, yeah. Oh, we got a flag. We got a flag. Um, so Dude, before we tail off here. Yeah. Let's get into it. Get into what? The college football playoff. Anything big happen? Huge. Huge. Some things. Some things. I am so curious. So, oh, okay. I I feel like I know where or what the general vibe of the message senders was uh, that, and why they wanted us to get into it. Yeah, I in think that they they wanted a round three. No, for sure. Right, but we're yeah. both on okay. the same side. I, I, I'm ninety nine percent sure. Uh, in a sense, in a sense, I've got a lot of I've got a lot to say about the overall direction of the decision for right. sure. Right. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you want me to go like fire away? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, we can get into All it. Right, I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. Uh, just an absolute travesty that Washington came in ranked number two. Okay. Right? Like, in my opinion, they should be one, right? I Last agree. year, the Pac-12, right? Number one with a bullet. Put it up there. All right, let's cook. Nah. I get it, man. Like, the travesty of it all is you go undefeated. And you don't get in the playoffs. Like, what more do you have to do? Right. Um, and you know, we have a buddy who's hardcore. SEC is the standard, right? They don't look like the best team. They don't have their quarterback. Yada yada yada. And uh, dude, I'm a, I'm not an SEC hardo. I know, like everybody who listens to this probably thinks I am, and I, I don't know if you think i am or not i'm just no i defend them uh against the they're overrated because i don't think they're overrated right? Right. i don't think they're the best i just i think they're appropriately appropriately rated i think uh the dick sucking that occurs for that conference is justified because they have won multiple national titles all right um but when you laid it out when you laid out the scenario last week right, of what could unfold and the SEC gets left out. Like, I was like, dude, that makes fucking sense. Right. It sucks. I think it sucks. I think it 100% sucks that they would get left out in that uh, team that has lost one game in three years does not get the right to defend their fucking title. Right. Right, over other teams with one loss. Like, that blow. That that also sucks in this whole fucking in the whole scheme of this thing. That is also a travesty. To because there are guys on that team who who have lost one time, and they dropped like a rock. Right. It went from one to six. Right. You shitting me? You shitting me, Rick? Fuck out of here. Right. But it the bigger travesty is the team went thirteen and zero. And got left out. Like that's brutal. And it's not just a, it's not just a regular, uh, 
It's not just thirteen and thirteen and zero. It's thirteen and zero in a Power Five. It's thirteen and zero in a Power Five conference. I mean, it's still there. It's viable, right? The ACC was never wavering. It's thirteen and zero in one of only three conferences to win a national championship in the last twenty years, fifteen years at least. Um, at yeah. least the playoff, right? I just never, I, I understand the the rock and the hard, but I, I, it did, the committee just makes no sense, man. And they, um, I, I love the idea of going to a playoff. I hated a four team from the beginning just because of the fact you have five conferences, or you know, you have five power five conferences these whole ten years, and yeah. the first one, the one loss. Uh, Big 12 champion got left out, and they put in Ohio State, who was not a champion. So right mm-hmm. there, I mean, that was like, hey, it's doesn't matter. But I just can't wrap my brain around going undefeated. And it's not like the committee didn't value them all year. Like right. coming into the weekend, they were ranked fourth, third or fourth, yep. whatever they were at. I just don't understand it all. I just don't. I can't. I can't understand it. Um, and everybody wants to be like, "Well, they didn't play anybody." Well, they also they the played LSU. They, didn't. they played LSU week one. They scheduled right. a real team and they beat them by twenty-one right. points. Right. Like what you've done, what they have done, and I get like we'll never run into this again. Like the 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 conversation is over because like next year. No one's gonna get fuck up, fucking up in arms over a thirteen seed not making it, right? Like not to this level, right? Right? You're never gonna have thirteen undefeated teams that are potentially deserving, right? But what they had this been going on for like three more years, what they did was essentially say your schedule doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who 100%. you play. It's just what we you think. Do- yeah, you. It's just what we think. It doesn't matter if you go out and beat team because these games are not scheduled in July. Right. They're scheduled four years ago, and four years ago, LSU was the fucking cream of the crop. Right. So FSU is like, Let's we want go. them. Get Let's them on the cook. schedule. Right. Same with Texas. Texas is like Bama, perennial power. Right. Book it. Let's go, right? And they 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 scheduled the series. Now they're jumping into the right, and so and Georgia didn't fucking schedule anybody. No, do you want to hear right? Georgia's non conference? Yeah, it was the sisters of the poor. I yeah, get it. UT Martin, Ball State, UAB, and then they wrap up with Georgia Tech. I get it. I totally get that, right? And uh, back to our initial argument: Why would you schedule someone else? Well, I mean, it, like it the totality of the like uh, the the thing came out like the bit the SEC had a losing record for the first time in I don't know seven years or something again yeah. in, in against other Power Five conferences. Yep. Um, I understand, like, yeah, you go undefeated, you know, you're gonna play, you're gonna play Alabama in the big in the SEC championship, but it just. I don't. I'm not saying like, oh, Georgia should be in, but it's. I just feel so bad for 
Florida State, and like just to see like, I mean, you, I, it just makes no sense, man. Like this, I mean, here's my here's my big hypothetical. If uh, Georgia State, or excuse me, if Georgia would have won yesterday, beat Alabama, do you think this would even be a thing? Or they just would have went four undefeateds, said fuck it? Oh, 100%. They would have they just done that. That's, In my opinion. That's, that's, that's the because thing. Then Texas's loss or win against Bama is, is significantly devalued. But And, and that's my... That's my thing too, where it's like I was not, I was kind of like rallying, not against Texas, but if I was to put, when I thought this morning, like, okay, here's the three, I thought for sure it was going to be Michigan. I thought Washington should be number one as well, because just because if you look at outside of Bama, Georgia, that was the best matchup in a championship game, four versus five, right? So. Mm-hmm. I thought um, that they should have been one, So I, but I knew the committee would stay where they're at. So Michigan, then Washington, and I thought for sure Florida State, and I thought, well, Bama, because it's the best four teams, right? That's what they always say. It's the best four teams, and if they just knocked off, you know, back-to-back national champs, neutral site, mm-hmm. and did it pretty convincingly. I mean, to be honest, there was never a time. It was close for a minute, but... I mean, really, Bama was in control that whole game. Um, I mean, they won by three, and Georgia missed a field goal. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just. Let's not go that far. I mean, I just didn't feel like it was like, I just felt like they were in control the whole time. I know that they, that it wasn't like they beat the brakes off them, but if you just, like, the whole game, like, Georgia, I mean, I felt like, you know, it was. That's fair. You can say, yeah, yeah, like, you you had a feeling like they were going to win. Yeah. I get that. So. They just look. They just look good. They look dominant. Um, they did. So they, I, they looked like a good team. Like and to me, they looked like a really strong football team. Right. Georgia looked like a really strong football team. Yeah. In like to me, like they both should be in. Like if I'm being honest, like it. What they did essentially said it it matters and I'm, i gotta work my way through this it it does not matter who you play it matters when you lose right because had georgia played texas and lost but then beat bama an undefeated bama right they're in right and that that that's great it that devalues every game right Get hot at the end. Look unbeatable, and you're in. I, I don't know. It's, it, it's fucking crazy to me, man. It's crazy to me because it's not the best four teams. I don't I, – I am – I was rooting for Texas. I wanted them in. Um, I'm still – they're still dead to me, but I think now Texas is back. There it is. <clears throat> so um, they'll lose. But they're, but they're dead to me, right? Uh and so I was rooting for him, and I was rooting for chaos, and we got it with Florida State winning. Yeah, I think everybody thought they were going to lose, and Georgia losing. And here we are with just this thing that we can talk around about forever. But to me, right, like best four teams: Michigan, Washington, Iowa, Georgia, and Bam. Boom. 
Michigan, Washington, Iowa, Georgia, and Bama. So five. That's your best four? That's my top four. Nice. Five teams, top four. Got it. The math maths. No, I, I just hate it. I hate I absolutely hate it. I never thought yeah. there's just no reason that this should even be a thing. And I know people are like, well, deserving or not. Like doesn't matter. They I mean, in my eyes, they scheduled a tough non conference. And at the time, I'm pretty sure LSU was ranked like top five in the nation anyways when they played them. So if I they mean if, if that win from September is gonna hold up, I mean you look at like if you you know, blind resume, Texas you know, Texas lost to Oklahoma, who lost to Oklahoma State and Kansas. Um, mm-hmm. And Oklahoma State was terrible. I mean, they have really been real shitty the last couple of weeks. So then everybody looks at this last week and is like, Texas is so good. We'll pull up Oklahoma State's last couple of weeks. I mean, they fought in wet paper sacks, and it's just been, I mean, it's it's been atrocious football to watch. And it... I don't know. I sure. I understand that Texas beat Bama in uh, September, right. but again, for me, I just go to like if you're the best four. I mean, yeah, I, just, I don't know, man. I just I don't know how it's it it and that to me it's that's what's fucked, right? Is you're valuing some wins more than others. And ultimately, the thing that matters is win the games that are in front of you. You can, you only can control the schedule four years ago. Right. Right. And at the start of the year, LSU was, they, they are a good football team. Right. Right. I, like, because what, what, what are they ranked right now? Would they be in the, the top 12? No. Uh, They're just out. I think so. I just, I think. I just I saw the three, top 12 three losses. Yeah. Just outside. Right. So that's a good football team, right? right? We would be arguing, Oh, should they be in or not? I don't know. Right. But it's like they're 14th. A, yeah. 14th. Right. Just on the edge of what's going to be, you know, the next year thing, right. That's a good football team. And that, that win is worth less. And I get it, man. Like the quarterback's fucking out, but like there's 21 other dudes that are on that starting Offense and defense right. that contributed to that to the success of that team, and I get it. Like they're on their third string quarterback, he threw for fifty five yards or whatever the fuck it was yesterday, and that's brutal to watch. But he's not going to be playing, it, right? And I get it. Like they would, they will be significant underdogs to whoever they're against. So was TCU, right? Right, but they went undefeated, and so you have to give them a shot. Yeah, like. That eliminates our. It's like, look, like they did what they were asked to do, put them in. I, I get it. They're going to get probably boat raced, but you never know. You never know. Like you, TCU ne- beat Michigan. That's the whole point of a playoff is get in, right? And you never know what can happen, right? I'm and with. That's you. why we're we're hoping the Vikings make the playoffs, right? Like get hot at the end. Right. You just never fucking know. Well, I mean, I think the biggest and, thing is we've been robbed for 10 years on a four team playoff. And it finally, like the committee couldn't be happier that it's 12, but I've always thought mm-hmm. like, I mean, I love the 14, but then I hated that we got rid of the computer to be honest. Like, I wish it was just like, okay, we're going to a 14 playoff, but it's the BCS rankings on who's the top four. Mm-hmm. 
Because at least there was a formula. You know what I mean? Like, and sure. they had to schedule tough teams, you know? Like, now, like last yeah. year, TCU got in because of the or or they got in because they won the conference championship in the Big 12. Um, and now this year, Bama gets in because of the eye test. It's just like the inconsistency is terrible. Right. Um, and now, yeah, I know Florida State and Georgia are going to play, and everybody thinks, like, oh, it's going to be a million. I don't know. I mean, Georgia still has a struggling off. I mean, their offense is, is right there with everybody else. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I just – it's insane to me that this it was not a fathomable route um, here. If they would have lost, I would have been like, okay, it's tough. You were on your third-string quarterback, but you lost, you know? And not, sure. this wouldn't even have been a conversation. But Mm-mm. I'm glad Bama got in because I do think they're one of the top. Th- I think they're playing unreal football right now, and I think they're really good. I just love how, like, even, like, you know, Kirby Smart is like, I don't know who's going to, you know, who's going to be sitting in that committee that watched that game and doesn't think George is in the top three or top four. And I get it. I get what he's saying, but you just got to win, you know? Like, at the end of the day, you got to win. So, But you don't because FSU didn't get in. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, Georgia, I'm just saying winning. Georgia – Georgia could have con- – they controlled their own destiny. If Georgia would have won, they wouldn't have been uh-huh. left out. No, I a hundred percent. So I get that. I'm just i i don't i don't appreciate Kirby freaking out. And I get what you're saying. Like, oh, they don't get to defend their crown. Well, if they they should have won, I guess. And that's last year's team. So, and they didn't play fucking anybody this year. So, I don't know. I don't feel bad for Georgia not being in. I just I hope i I know the playoff will be good, but mm-hmm. I just. But- it's just it's it's further evidence of why twelve is so important, right? For sure, because you can like football is not a game of perfection, right? I am a football simpleton. It is not a game of perfection. Mistakes are made on almost every single play, right? Right. It's literally it comes down to who minimizes mistakes the most and who can run the most efficient and people are in the right spot at all times and minimize, you know, giving up big plays and so on and so forth. Right. Like for sure. That's a lot of what football is. It And losses happen. Like it's so hard to go 13 and zero. like what, what Michigan and Washington did and what they did and what Georgia has done for three years until yesterday. Right. Is really hard to do. Right. That's really hard to fucking do when you got rivalries, you got kids, you've got, you know, all of it, dude. It's quote a, unquote I mean, school, right? Um, yeah, you name it. That's like it. It that's an insane feat for kids to accomplish. Absolutely, it is. And it's it. That's why, like, the twelve is is huge, right? Because, like, look, like you're gonna fuck up, but as long as you're not fucking up a ton. You still got a shot, you know, right. like Georgia would be in, Florida State would be in, uh, Ohio State would be in. Like, you feel bad for Ohio State. They lost one game, right, to Michigan, who's the number one seed. Right. You know, and, like, that that's brutal, right? Like, give them a shot. Like, let's see how it shakes out because 
you want to see the best against the best. And I, you know, the other side of the argument is, well, you didn't beat Michigan and Georgia, you didn't beat Bama. Right. And you know, you could make an argument, Texas, you didn't beat Oklahoma. So you shouldn't be in right. Like, but when it comes down to, you know, fucking bunch of old heads and gray hairs right. sitting in a room and be like, ah, well, you know, they, these guys just look better. Man, that is so, it's just brutal, especially for a team that went 13 or no. Yeah. Power five. Yeah. Beat everybody in front of them. It's, I mean, it's insane. I think people listening to this were probably hoping for a big argument. I just, I just can't, dude. I just, what do you, I mean, what do you think the, what do you think they're hoping like that, that I'm going to be like, yeah, FSU sucks. They do. Like, I, I'll jump on that side, right? Like, I I don't think they're one of the top four teams. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. Like, when you look at them. Yeah, I get they it. They don't look that good. They didn't look currently. that good, but, I mean, that, let's be real. Last night, is that the only Florida State game you watched all year? I watched the LSU game and the uh, Florida-Miami game. Okay. And the Florida State-Florida game. So I'm just saying, I mean, like last night, yeah, a third string quarterback, nobody's gonna look great. I'm just throwing it out there. No. And their uh, defense no. looked dominant too. And it I mean it's more that I mean, that's just it. Like what I mean it, I mean, if if you just it's like you can't roll on a a good defense to be good either, is what they're saying. Like if a team is defensively dominant. The committee basically just said, hey, you know what? That's not good enough because your offense is, is struggling. Well, that's bullshit, and you know it. And the fact that I the mean, first ever – I mean, the first ever college football playoff, they put in a team with a backup quarterback. Right. And, yeah, I, imagine, theoretically, right? Let's just talk this out. Iowa won. And they, let's say they never lost to the Gophers. Right. And they would have been 11 and 1. 11 and 1 Big 10 champs. On the backs of of a dominant defense of a of the best defense in college football. Mm-hmm. Carrying the worst offense in college football. That's what I'm saying. Like is the committee basically would just they have told, left them out? Yeah, because they just told you they're only about ratings. If you don't right? have like that that's crazy. People like that's what they just told you. Is like we care about what the ratings are going to be, and these teams better be able to score points because a traditional person, uh, not a traditional, an average fan doesn't want to watch Iowa. And as much shit as I give Dalton, right, because we do, but it's because he's our friend and he's an Iowa fan, mm-hmm. I have so much respect for what they've been able to do. It is absolutely insane that their right. defense has been so good that if they score 10 points, they have a sh- real shot to win the game. I mean, yesterday, when they were down 17 rip, the two touchdowns they gave up, they gave up 11 yards to get those two touchdowns. Right. They had a huge punt return. and then You know what fumbled. I mean? Yeah. Like, Jesus. The offense put them in shitty situations. This is what happened. Yeah. No, it's insane, yeah. man. I I just I actually used it because in a group chat with a bunch of Arizona buddies 
they were all going off in pizza, Florida State fan, obviously he's a Florida State alum. Uh, this mm-hmm. guy Cole, he's a Texas fan. They were Bubba's a Bama's fan, so they were just like all chirping. And I just kind of chimed in, and then they all got hot at me. And I was like, "All right, sounds good." And then uh, Pete started throwing out all these like, uh, you know, like backup quarterback things, and I'm like, "Well, if that's the thing you want to use, then Iowa is the best team in the nation because they've been rolling with a backup quarterback since week three, and they were just in the." championship so it's just like yeah. I, don't, I, I mean i just think it's an absolute joke that florida state's not out i don't or not in excuse me i obviously don't have a horse in the race i don't care i, I don't give a shit uh, about florida state i just think the committee literally just showed you so many things and i think that yes you're right that when it goes to 12 Truly, it's 11 because as long as there was a one loss or I think the top five, the top group of five team has to be in the playoff in the 12 team, too, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. So, like, Liberty's in the uh, Fiesta Bowl out here against Oregon. I think that they're they would be in next year because they're that they're that group of five team. So, sure. Like, that's a joke. So then, I mean, there is I mean. I don't know. Like it, you know that there's going to be something that, <clears throat> as long as there's human error, there's always going to be something that's going to fire everybody up. Yeah, I, I think this accelerates my theory of two <laughs> mega conferences and essentially fucking off from the NCAA and doing their own thing. Well, it's, essentially they are because the CFP is not governed by the NCAA. Correct. No, I know. And like, I, I think I think, like I, I, I think more than more than two mega conferences, I think college football at the division one level has to break off from the NCAA and they have to say, Hey, we're our own entity. And it, and mm-hmm. because it, you can't allow it to affect title nine sports the way it does. Like, you know, I mean, here's the deal. When the Gophers didn't have COVID, that year, that COVID year, they cut like nine sports, but they all were men's sports because yeah. there was no money coming in from the football team. Right. So exactly. I, I just think like, okay, this is where all the rev. I mean, like it or not, football person or not, it, football revenue keeps your favorite college alive. I'm just going to mm-hmm. be honest. A hundred percent. Um, and I think that they they need to break away and just be their own entity. Like they just need to be college football. They don't need to have a national governing board like that, or they can. It can just be college football. It's just it's too different. Um, it's not like the other sports. It's not like the Olympic sports, right? I mean, you only play one a week. Uh, it's easy to travel anywhere and play a game. The big, the highest level does right, like. Um, even with student athletes, it's no big deal. I just think, man, they just got to break away and <clears throat> become their own thing. And I, the thing that's frustrating the most is that every other level of the game has a playoff system. And Division One at bowl eligible college football is the only one that has had a broken one the entire time, or none. Right, right. Like forever is just like, well, whoever the AP decides is the best team, that's the national champion. Shout out, Gophers. 
Right. <clears throat> I mean, like that was it forever. <laughs> like there's there the fact that there hasn't been a tournament in forever, and then we finally get one, and this is what you get. I'm not saying the games will be bad. I'm super excited for them. I just at the end of the day, you saw what happened. Um they thought they went with the TV numbers. I mean, that's that was their deciding factor. I truly mm-hmm. believe that. So hundred percent. And I, I Imagine if Iowa error. would have been fucking undefeated, dude. What if they would have been that's, undefeated? I mean That's what I'm saying, man. I like, know. I just would you have left would they they probably would have left them out. The only reason they wouldn't have been left out is because they're in the big ten. Some big ten bias. Well, I mean, look at that <laughs> the I mean, look at the playoff. All four of those teams are either in the Big Ten next year or yeah. the SEC. A hundred yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Big Ten versus SEC, both matchups. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's the newcomers versus the traditionals. Yep. I mean it. <laughs> so it's I, wild. It is. It's a good storyline. Weird how that worked out, huh? Uh, yeah. Did you see Michigan's reaction when they found out Alabama was number four? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I, Very I, muted. I didn't read too much. I think that they were like. <laughs> You know, and they, everybody will probably hear me say this and say, well, there's your answer why the committee didn't put them in. They were probably like, oh, we got to play Florida State in a backup quarterback. Yeah. We're number one. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, shit happens. I mean, you can't tell me right now. I mean, Michigan looks good, too. I mean, they're, yeah, they're good. I don't know, man. Yeah, they, they do. It's yeah, I think I saw, um, you know, because a- the ACC, right, they have this contract currently, and nobody's been able to pull from them, right? And I yep. think when this all started, there was, you know, it does Florida State, Miami, Clemson. Go to the SEC. Are, are they going to go to the SEC? Well, they have, like, these insane buyouts mm-hmm. from that. Like, it's like $125 bucks A piece. Yeah, something banana town. Yep. And I saw some stupid tweets like Florida State AD calling the Saudi PIF trying to get bought out so they can go to the SEC. Uh, that was, I, I think, like a, <clears throat> a, I mean, not a, a, I mean, a real potentially thing this summer. And I think we talked about it on yep. this pod. Like people were actually talking about like they might. But then, boy, you talk about selling your soul to the devil on that, you know, for a college. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's got to be boosters and donors. I just was looking for the. That's a lot of money, though, man. It's a ton. I mean, it's a ton, but Ooh. I bet they have plenty of. They probably have 125 alum with an extra million dollars laying around that would do anything for the football program. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, that's. Essentially, what they're going to have to like again, that's where I think it accelerates things, right? Because you can't be in one of those other conferences, go undefeated, and expect to get in anymore. Well, now you can well, because the 12. now you can, but you know, had it had it stayed, right? right? Like, man, man, oh man, oh man, yeah, I'm just looking for the updated what the 12 team would look like today. Um, Maybe this is it. No, that's old. Shout out Kansas City. They just score again? 
Might be a second behind. Was it Rasheed Rice? Right. Tight end. Oh. Um. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm excited for twelve. It'll be great. I just was trying to figure out how many of the. Uh, oh, this might be it right here. Yeah, this is it. So next year, if what is the teams that are in right now, okay, mm-hmm. the teams that are in right now in the playoff, there would be one, two, three, four, five Big Ten teams. One, two, three, four, five SEC teams. Uh, Florida State, the lone ACC team, and then the group of five, which would have been Liberty. So, Classic. yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure, I mean, year to year, I mean, obviously that's not how it's always going to be, especially with more in-conference play by some of these big dogs. There will be more in-conference losses, all that, but mm-hmm. it's just still interesting to look at it and be like, yeah, it's – it's the Big Ten SEC championship, so. Yeah. You know, I well, and I bet next year it won't be as split, right? Because, you know, Washington, Oregon, USC, right? And right. And Michigan, Texas. Ohio State, Penn State, right? They're going to they're gonna potentially rack up some losses. Correct. It, just like Georgia, Bama, Texas. Uh, LSU, Florida, right? Like they're because they're just running into each other so much more frequently, right? That there's going to be. I wonder if you'll see that those rankings hold, even though, in my opinion, like they should still be up there, right? Versus a Louisville who runs through a shitty ACC, right? right. Or you know what I mean? It has two losses, right? Like they they should be ranked over a, a team like that, right? If you have three, but your three losses are to, you know, the top of your conference, right? You know, well, in the Big Ten or SEC. I wonder if that'll be split like that, or if you're going to see some of these ACCs, Big Twelves, be creeping in there because they have lesser competition. And right. I do think they they have lesser competition. I do think, in my opinion, the Big Ten and the SEC are the two best conferences. In the country. Not even close right now. You know what I mean? It's not even close, especially next year. Yeah. With all the additions that they've made. And so, yeah, you know, like, will will there be an undefeated Big 12 team that gets in there? No. I mean, maybe, like, I mean, yeah, it just depends on what their non-con is because that's kind of like the big pro of, like, the Big 10 and the SEC getting these teams is they don't have to worry about the non-conference as much because they're adding conference yeah. games. So, like, Ohio State and Oregon are playing next year. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the new ones, right? Um, let me see. Minnesota's playing USC, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Let's go, Ghosts. Uh, I was just trying to see who Michigan played. Next year, let's see. Future schedules. Shout out fbschedules.com. I mean, Michigan is, they're playing Texas next year. Oh, wow. 
That's so, awesome. So Michigan, I mean, they have a pretty legit schedule. schedule. That's dope. Holy shit. Yeah. Listen to Michigan's schedule next year. You tell me they run the table and they shouldn't be number one and then everybody else should be five at best. Like, there should be not another neat team close. Okay. Fresno State, Texas, mm. yep. Arkansas State, okay, USC, Minnesota, at Washington, by week, at Illinois, Michigan State, home against Oregon, at Indiana, by week, Northwestern, at Ohio State. It's tough. That's the toughest schedule in America right now. There's nobody even close. No. And that's that gets back to my our, our initial conversation about the whole SEC Big Ten. I am shocked they have scheduled Texas. I know they didn't know that that was going to be a thing. Yeah, but like Oklahoma and Georgia, they bought out, and I bet they're wishing yeah. they didn't know. It's crazy, like dude, like. Because if, there's n no reason for them to do that. Because hear me out on this. Okay, so Oklahoma and Georgia were supposed to play this year. No doubt in my mind, Georgia would have beat Oklahoma. Obviously, I can't say 100%, but I'll go 97%, right? Solid. Okay, so then everything else plays out exactly like it does. So you had <clears throat> Georgia beat Oklahoma, who beat Texas, who beat Alabama, who beat Georgia. What the fuck's the committee doing then? Ohio State. I hope. Right? Like FSU and Ohio State. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying? Like, then it's like, For, no, and I that's totally why I hate, that's why I hate the, well, they beat these guys. And then, and it's like, okay, then you can do the roundabout thing where you come all the way around the schedule and you figure out that Ball State's actually the best team in college football. You know, where they're like, so and so beat so and so, so and so beat so and so, and they can just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I, Shout out Michigan for not getting them off the schedule once they yeah. heard the other dogs were coming in. Right. Yeah. And again, it, it, that that just gets back. It, it's crazy to me that they haven't. Also, shout out Texas. Yeah, because both of them have a fucking gauntlet right to run through. Right. And it it goes to show like there's you're you're theoretically not rewarded for it if you're on the line. Right, or at least they were shown that this year. Who knows what it'll look like next year? You maybe that maybe they will be moving forward. Right, if they they say, yeah, we know you have a tough conference, but you didn't play anybody else. Maybe that'll be a thing moving forward. I don't know. Could be. <clears throat> it'll be interesting. A lot of hypotheticals on the line here <laughs> as we go in. Uh, quick picks on the playoff. What's you got? Uh, Michigan versus Bama. Washington versus Texas. What's the national um, championship and who's winning? Michigan, Texas. That's that's the first one. No, Michigan. Or no, Bama. no, no. Michigan, Bama. I think Bama wins. Uh, Washington, Texas. Woo! Ooh. On a, that's a toss up to me. Fuck. Uh, I'd say Texas. Yeah, I think. Do you know the spreads? Uh, I can tell you. Are those out? They did. I mean, the prelim. I think Michigan was point and a half favorites. Yeah. To start. Um, that, I crazy. wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if Washington was dogs because 
They also kind of got the shitty end of the stick there because it's at the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. A lot closer to Texas than it is Washington is New Orleans, if you're familiar with maps. I've heard of them. Yeah. That'll be, yeah, that that place will be burnt orange with a slight touch of purple. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm sure that, but it's, I don't know. It's a weird fan base, you know what I mean? Texas or Washington? Texas. Or, I mean, Washington, excuse me. Texas opened as four and a half point favorites. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to, I mean, I think that I I agree. Unfortunately, I think Texas will win that game. Um, But I do think Michigan will hold on. I I, I like that it's in the Rose Bowl. I know that means nothing, um, but it's just a little bit more of a Big Ten setting. Um, Sure. You know, so. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Uh, Dalt made a really good point, and it's why I love college football. Three years ago, everybody was hoping that Alabama would lose, and now everybody was yeah. cheering for Alabama yesterday. Right. So Dylan's ultimate hated team to what everybody was cheering for. Yeah, for I mean, sure. yeah, I mean the total flip, right? Everybody loves you when you're hating, or loves you when you're winning, hates you when you're winning. So. <clears throat> yeah, just a total flip. But other here's than, a yeah. Let's say Bama wins the title. Does Saban retire? No. Did How I, much longer you think he's got? I just think Nick Saban's the kind of guy that if he when he stops coaching, he'll die. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He's 70-something years old, doesn't look like it, doesn't act like it. I mean, like, I really think, like, the, not doing that at that level would really take take him out. Hmm. Uh, I'm excited to see who gets the Iowa job, though. <laughs> has that been, has he, has he said, <clears throat> well, I guess their season's not over yet. He hasn't, but I just don't, <clears throat> I mean, how, I mean, I think any normal person would be like, all right, well. I've given everything I have, and if this place isn't going to let me dictate dictate my staff and mm-hmm. let alone firing my son, I guess I don't have to be here anymore either. So, Guy's been there 20-some years, right? All-time yeah. Big Ten leader and wins. I don't know. Say what you will about yeah. Iowa, but that's, that's a bullshit thing that's going on there. <clears throat> and they've, they've had the guys to get away with it forever. They haven't had a... A change in offense scheme in 15, 20 years. They've just had the dudes to run what they've ran and been successful. So that's not saying they won't get him. And I think they had him. Cade McNamara doesn't get hurt. They probably aren't in this situation. So I don't know. Interesting. I mean, changes needed. I don't know, man. Yeah, it is. Speaking of change, um, Big change coming in in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah? Gophers are saying Asa to Ethan Kaliak Manis. Thoughts? It's what I hate about the transfer portal. Sure. Right? Um, Now... In your opinion, the Gophers are telling him, like, we're moving on. Um, I don't know if they told. I'm, I'm sure. Okay, so 
I've, I've been known to be a gopher, homer, and a nerd, right? What? Um, there is a rumor around the Kaliak Manis family that when Ethan was uh, recruited, that they were going to commit to the team that didn't recruit any other quarterbacks that year. Okay. So the team that made him the sole, which is nobody, everybody recruits multiple quarterbacks because you never know where right. that kid's going to go. So that's wild. So I am sure uh, there's a kid coming in, a freshman from Arkansas, Fayetteville. He's supposed to be a t- stud. I think he just threw seven or eight touchdown passes in the Arkansas highest class state championship game this weekend, which I don't care. That's cool. Um, mm-hmm. So he's coming. Uh, he's a three-star they offer they offered this kid uh from New Hampshire who's in the portal. Um I think they probably said, Hey, um, you know, you've had two years. We're gonna offer some quarterbacks. We're gonna we have to have a competition here. I think they probably said we gotta change some stuff up offensively. And I don't know if they'll get yeah. rid of the OC or if they'll bring, you know, keep those guys around as position coaches and bring somebody else in. I don't know. Uh, they won't do that till after the bowl game, which disappointingly they're going to Detroit again. Uh, <laughs> well, they, it was down to here or Detroit. So I was a little fired up this morning when I saw that lot of rumbles that they were going to be back at the guaranteed rate bowl at Chase. Um, but they, uh, yeah, I, then the dad of – Ethan and Dino tweeted, <clears throat> not going to make comments on the program we just cut ties with, but it didn't have anything to do with a fictional quarterback coming in. And, I mean, let's <clears> – <throat> like I don't like to shit on college kids because they're kids, but for him to send that tweet and act like Ethan was like the, literally a god is wild to me. Like your kid was – a 40% completion percent quarterback. And I understand, well, like, we've talked hard about the scheme. Yeah. But he's going to end up at a place like Idaho. I mean, he's going to go to yep. an FCS team. There's no way he gets a Big Ten or, a you know, a, a Power Five look. No. So. No. It's unlikely. Right. And, I mean, I, you can easily prove true or debunk, right, that theoretical rumor by just looking and seeing like have the gophers been recruiting other quarterbacks yeah right? yeah and if they haven't um okay that says a lot uh, about that rumor but also about like the gophers like shame on you like what like how that's just incompetent in my opinion yeah, and I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's true. I, I think I think the the thing was like that's that was kind of where they were at and then they got real quick to understanding hey, everybody's gonna recruit multiple quarterbacks. You have to. Yeah. Because even if somebody is a stud in high school, that doesn't mean they're gonna work out, right? Right. Just be just because you have the number one overall draft pick, um Washington what? Redskins. And you draft RG three, doesn't mean he's going to work out. So you also draft a backup in Kirk Cousins in the fourth round, and right. oh look, one worked out, one didn't. Right, right. Like it's 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 negligible or it's negligence to not like 
have multiple contingency plans in place in the event something works out, right? Yeah, and I know that he wasn't the only one because um, okay. uh, the, there's a Kuhn kid. I think he went to Harrisburg in South Dakota. Yeah. Uh, yep. Jacob Kuntz, uh, he is actually at Kansas State now. He hit the portal last year. Pretty sure him yep. and Ethan were the same class. So right. I know that it's not true. I just it just okay. goes out to kind of show if that's true about those people like demanding something like right. as you're getting you recruited. Yeah, so. you can't be doing that. And and so like it, it, to me, if if he's you know if the Gophers are like, look, like we've got to bring in some competition and truly have it be a competition whereas in like i felt like with tanner you know pj would say it was a competition but he was he was never going to start anybody else over him until it became an absolutely untenable situation and they realized we have to move on right right and i feel like after this year and the struggles they had on offense they're like look we gotta we gotta see what else we can do and you know offer this kid who's lighting it up at whatever that college was out in Delaware, right? You know, try and get him in. They're, they're recruiting other dudes, and it's like, yeah, like open it up. Like it right. is not his job moving forward because he's had opportunities. Now, is it a fair shake considering he only threw the ball thirteen times a game? I don't know, but at the same time, like when you got thirteen opportunities, like make the most of them. And from what I saw, like he's got arm strength, but lacked. He lacked. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, there was a lot left where you're like, man, some of those throws are gettable, and you're just missing them, man. Right. You know? Um, so see what else is out there. So he's leaving. I mean, hopefully there's a whole just shakeup, right, for that for that team. And they, they bring in somebody who's dynamic and who can give them a, an exciting offense instead of, you know, three yards <clears> in a pot of dust. Yeah, that's what they've been trying to do for eight years, and you know this year was a massive. And I get it; they had a ton of injuries. You've said you stated that, um, but it's massive regression, um, in my opinion, for that program this year. So, um, so breaking news: I just opened up Twitter. Um, Max Brosmer, the New Hampshire grad transfer, committed to the Gophers. Oh. Just now, he's a he's a four star uh, in the portal. So it's pretty big. Yeah, uh, he was the number seven uh, quarterback in the transfer portal, which the transfer portal is loaded with QBs right now. So that's is it really? That's a pretty solid get. Yeah. Um, let's see, and it's only going to grow, but mm-hmm. uh, it like. Uh, Jefferson from Arkansas is in the portal. Um, QBs in the there we go. Transfer ticker. Transfer ticker. That's so crazy. Yeah, I mean it. It is a wild um, thing <clears throat> to see. Um, just all these people in the portal. Where they? I mean, a lot of these so- kids you'll never hear of, right? I mean, people haven't, but. Um, it's just so. I mean, I know like Max Johnson hit the portal again. He was, he's been in there a couple times. Uh, hmm. I want. I, it's not Will Levis. Uh, Mississippi State's QB. He's in the portal. Um, 
There's some good ones. Uh, this is not a good tracker here, but uh, yeah, the <laughs> list was pretty solid. So I'm excited to see. I mean, that's cool that they got a commitment. I know everybody's like <clears throat> New Hampshire, but let's be real. So so crazy how much that like has. It's just amping up year after year after year. And it's like going to jumping in. It, it's it's more at the QB position than anything else. Um, yeah. And I like it. Like, you know, there's a couple kids, uh, Jack Gibbons. He was a grad transfer from Abilene Christian. He came up, played linebacker for the Gophers for one year, ended up being second team all Big Ten. He starts for the Tennessee Titans right now. Uh, to me, that's what the transfer portal is all about. Like the kid, Correct. you know, wanted to hit it, get to the Big Ten, show he could play at the highest level. And now he's playing in the NFL 100% because he got to play Big Ten football. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like that. I like the guys that even come up from the Mac, you know, to the big 10, like the Gophers got like Sean Tyler and that Corey Crooms both came from Western Michigan. I like that. Like those guys coming over to show they can play in the big 10. Um, that's cool. You know, and like, even I know some people were harping on him, but, uh, like Zach Jorgensen, he's a Fairmont kid. Uh, he was a PWO yep. for the Gophers. He played wide out for him. Uh, he's in the portal right now. Um, I think that's cool for him because now he's going to, He's got a real shot to go FCS or or a high level D two and go play right away because he practiced for two years for the Gophers. You know he was on a Big Ten team yeah. and that's sweet. Got to do what a lot of kids from Fairmont, Minnesota, want to do: go play for the Gophers for a little bit. Um, decided like, hey, I actually want to go play. I don't want to just be a practice guy anymore. Yeah, which is cool. So absolutely, like because again when you're 18 you make stupid decisions and not that he made a stupid decision but like i'm just speaking about 18 year olds in general and right. like i mean i've talked about it on mine you've had ross on yours on your pod and we've talked about just like kids like chasing a letter or whatever versus like the best situation and right you don't realize like what situation matters to you in order to be successful um until you're in it at that age right you know and like that i i love the portal for that i hate it for oh man like it you know now i gotta compete or it's not going as well as i thought it was gonna go and i i just i want to get out and go find somebody else that i can play for like the what like what feels like the whining nature of it sucks right. um and i just i have a hard time imagining there's God, what, what did you say on Friday night? Like twenty three hundred or twenty four hundred kids in the portal. Uh, yeah, I could, um, I could ask uh, Matthew. No, I know, but yeah, he. But on Friday, you you'd said some number like that. It's like I, it, it's hard to imagine there's that many kids, um, in any given year that are doing it for the right reasons, you know. Right, and I think that twenty one hundred is just D one kids. Right. So, I mean, that's the thing, like, that's not to go down a recruiting path hole, but, like, that's where it gets crazy because that's the stuff, like, I'm going to go tell my guys is, like, mm -hmm. hey, uh, take the NAI offer. For sure. If you kill it, you can hit the portal and move up because they'll always take a developed guy. I'm not saying yep. you're going to go D1, but you can go D2 or FCS, whatever, right? So um, it's just a crazy world, I think. Yeah, it sucks for some high school kids, but it's just insane, man. Um, yeah, here was the – so Max Johnson, 
has already committed to North Carolina. That's Brad Johnson's son. Uh, he started at LSU, then he was at Texas A&M. So here is the top. Here's the top. Uh, Washington State's Cam Ward, absolute stud. Will Howard from Kansas State, really good. Riley Leonard, Duke. DJ Uangalele, he's in. He's hopped in. He's probably going to end up Michigan State. That's a big talk. Tyler Van Dyke from the University of Miami. Will Rogers from Mississippi State. That Max Brosmer, Brosmer from New Hampshire, now a gopher. Grayson McCall uh, from uh, Central Coastal Carolina. The Chanticleers. And uh, then Tyler Slow from Texas Tech. So there's a pretty high-profile, big-time programs losing quarterbacks. Nuts. I understand. I understand 100% Cam Ward and DJU because they're not – I mean, Washington State and Oregon State, they're not even in a conference yet. Like, the, the Mountain right. West agreement hasn't even been done yet. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, so I understand those guys. Like, okay, well, I got to do what's best for me, which, yeah, go. Um, but, yeah, it's cool, I guess, for the Gophers. They they land a top 10 quarterback transfer. That's what people have been asking for. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. RTB. RTB. S-U-M. G-G. S. Yeah. 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 There we go. Yep. S-U-M. Yep. Yep. RTB some. G-G. What else we got? Oh, here we go. This is a fun one. Um, So as everybody that listens to my pod knows as well, I'm no longer at the studio. Uh, went indie with my boy Jeff Ray, and we're here recording now out of the house, which is actually an absolute blast. No time limits. I just love it. Um, Hell yeah. But um, there was a podcast, and I don't remember, Jeff, if you remember me telling you about this one. It was called Secrets of, the, of a Sugar Daddy. Do you remember me telling you about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's that's like the number one podcast Pod Popular has. Um, That's their number one. um, And it is what it is. It's Secrets of a Sugar Daddy. Yeah. But they they posted on their socials um, about, like, they started a Patreon account. And I was super curious, like, you know, what are they doing on Patreon um, to... You know, I just was curious. Generate revenue. Right. You know, like, what are they doing? So their whole podcast is built on people coming on and sharing these. I mean, to me, really sleazy. And I just think it's a wild world. And I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't get it. But the guy who is the host and he tells the stories or shares the stories with people. I mean, he is, he is exactly what you think of when you think of one of these people. He's not a very good looking dude. Um, He's just kind of a slimy little guy. He's got clammy little wet hands. I don't know if that's true, but you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to paint a picture. Yeah. So I went to their website. I couldn't find their Patreon, but then they had like five stories posted on their website. And one of them was a like scam alert about this girl. And I was like, okay, interest peaked. So I read through the article or the little thing. Guy mm-hmm. went into detail on, you know, she's a pro scammer, la da da da. 
So she, the girl would essentially have guys meet up or meet up with these sugar daddies and then say like, hey, it's my birthday, like take me shopping. And that's what they do, which is a wild thing to me, right? Like they just do that. And she's like, I'll give you the address to my apartment or my condo beforehand so you know it's legit, (laughs) whatever. So this guy takes her out shopping for her birthday couple he said five six thousand dollar bags okay and then they were leaving the fashion square mall in scottsdale here and she said i'll race you to my condo and he said i thought it was kind of weird but i'm competitive so we went our separate ways this girl blocked him on everything and he was sent to not her condo a totally random apartment complex okay he goes on to just bash this girl, like yeah. how she's terrible, whatever. To me, <clears throat> I'm kind of like you go, girl. Like, I think it's a sleazy little industry thing. I don't know. It's a weird thing, dude. Like, that's what those guys do. That's what they expect. I think it's kind of, I mean, like, good for her, I guess, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't, I I felt so I I laughed about it and I was like, yeah, good for her because I just because I know that guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what's yeah, your take me, on that? To me, like, dude, if you're look, if, if you're paying for pussy, which 100 percent they are, they say they're not, that, but they they are. But that's what that is, right? Right, like you're in a very direct like without essentially saying here's a thousand dollars i will sex you now right right without it being that oh boy um without it being that direct it's yeah you know come on baby i'll 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 fly to vegas we'll go gambling you know and you're spending lab like there's an expectation in return right it it might not be said um and if they say, well, no, I don't want to have sex with you, they absolutely expect to. 100%. Like it, if, if that's a game you're playing and you expect 100% returns, you're fucking moron. Right. You know what I mean? Like, imagine being in a bar and buying a girl a drink and then being upset that they don't go home with you and sleep with you right away. Right. Like, dude, that's the game. That's the game every guy plays when they're dating and like messing around. It's just when you're poor <laughs> slash not rich enough to be a sugar daddy, you do it at a much smaller scale by buying girls dinner right. and taking them out on dates and buying them drinks. Like, you're hoping for a relationship in the end, whatever that looks like to you. Yeah. Right. Whether whether you're trying to date them or whatever, right? Like, that's the game, man. And like, it doesn't always work out. Like, you're a fucking moron. Like, why would you? Why would you ever? Uh, yeah. Just why would you do that right away? Yeah, I don't like, know, dude. That, that is noise, my. Man. I don't know. I mean, like, be smart. Like, yeah, I'll race you there, but I'm taking all the shit with me. I'll meet you there, and you get it. Right. You know what I mean? And like, like if to you're... put her on blast as a scam artist is hilarious. She is, but I'm like, I don't feel bad because you're a sleazeball. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were the sucker right. in this bet. You know what I mean? Like 100%. That's life, man. 
100%. And I think the biggest thing is, like, for me, obviously, there wasn't a whole lot of that going on in Martin County, Minnesota. No. <laughs> so I was totally, like, I knew what that was, obviously. Yeah. But I had never seen it to this degree till I moved here. And you've, I mean, you've been here. It's not uncommon to see, you know, better looking younger gals with these old dudes. You know, like, what the hell is going on? For but sure. then you're like, oh, yeah, we're in Scottsdale. It's yeah. insane, dude. Yeah, go insane. to any major metropolitan. I like my wife were on and I were on vacation once um in Miami. And we're out to breakfast. We're having like a brunch, sipping mimosas. And I notice that shit all the time. Like I notice things like situations like that. My wife right. is very just like in the moment and having a good time and not paying attention to it. And I'm I'm like uh, I, I I say to her, I'm like Jen, you got to turn around here, right? Like, check check out the situation. And she turns around, and it's like, you know, it's not a supermodel, but it's an extremely attractive girl with like a 55 year old dude. Yeah, I'm like a hundred percent. This is like a sugar daddy situation, or because again, like you don't, it, it's not a whore, right? Right, or a prostitute or whatever. Which I think, hey, if that's your game, like that's your game, man, go for it, make your like, money. Yeah, she's having brunch with a guy. Like, very clearly, he's, you know, spending money on her lavishly to be in her company and expecting something in return in some form or fashion eventually. Right. And it's like, yeah, I see that shit all the time, and it, it makes you chuckle. But at the same time, like, to me, like, if you can do that and you're capable of that and you're comfortable with it, like, go for it, man. Like, good on you. Like, For I don't sure. give a shit. It ain't my life, but the what money brings and does is so hard to like understand. It it truly is. It so truly is. hard. It makes no sense the way some people spend money, right? And like, no matter what, uh, like today, Tom and I went to an antique store down in Chandler, we go to a couple times a year. But we just go through and then we just laugh at, like, this is what somebody thinks has, has a value to sell, right? And it's an empty mm -hmm. something, right? This empty voodoo ranger can, right? Like, it's not uncommon to see shit like that in those places. And they're not antiques or nothing. It's just kind of wild. But then you just, like, always, like, everybody has something that they spend money on that makes no sense to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it just blows my mind like that. Those people spend their money on that. And loads of it. Loads of it. Yeah. Like. And when you have like the levels of wealth is what like makes it even harder to comprehend. 100%. Like why, like why they do that. Right. Like if, theoretically, if Elon Musk said, you know what? I'm out of all my business and i'm fully liquid with all my like wealth and i want to spend a million dollars a day it will take him something like four thousand years to spend all his money isn't that insane right like that's nuts so like going to a store with a girl and dropping a hundred thousand dollars on clothes and bags like you ain't gonna fucking notice that no you know what i mean like Again, like you're not gonna notice buying somebody a a cosmopolitan at a bar. Right. 
that you buy the bar around, we would, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. Like that, that shit's funny. I should listen to that because I do find that fascinating. I'm curious, like, what they all say about their intentions. Like these, so these are, you said it's confessions of a sugar daddy? Secrets of a sugar daddy, but they have sugar daddies and sugar babies on. It's weird. I've been in the studio before them and after them. So I've seen them and like some of these girls and I'm just like one, like to me, that type of female has never been like attractive, you know, like the super, I mean, dumb and like just super fake has just never done it for me. Mm -hmm. And I know that like for some people it does, but it's just not for me. And no, um, I just like hearing those girls talk like uh, they did. One of the live pods I did, they did an episode too. Yeah. Uh, and it was terrible, man. Like to listen to that girl talk and try to talk about, like, oh, I can buy me this. And it's like, well, actually, you can't. Like, you cannot provide for shit for yourself. Right. And like, eventually, like, the thing that's wild to me is that game goes away. Because, 100%. like, at some point, that girl is just a lip-filled, plastic, I mean, Barbie-looking bitch, right? Like, yeah. let's call her where it's worth. And that's no longer attractive to people with money. Right. And now you're just a washed-up piece of tail that just yeah. thrown to the wayside, right? Like, so it's just a wild game that they play. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I mean, we live in a wild society, man. I don't know. I don't, it's crazy to me. Yeah, like, and it, it it's terrible, right? Um, holy shit! Um, but if you have, if that's your game, right? Like, you have a limited shelf life, right? And it it it's not to say like that's like that's not a bad thing. Um, like people get older, it is what it is. But people who are into that, what's the Matthew McConaughey quote? Uh, about them high school girls i keep keep getting older older, they they stay the same age age. yeah like they're just gonna trade them in no 100 percent. you know what i mean like for the next year's 2024 model right like it's oh yeah like that's so sad it is a girl or a woman feels the need like that's what they've got to do like no it's terrible it's it's disgust, it's wild, but I just thought that story was funny. And I wanted to parlay it into another sleazeball thing. Oh, yes. Did you see this? You sent it to me, yeah. Okay, so first off, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast understands and knows what OnlyFans is. If you don't, it's literally a place where girls just, and some dudes, like, they just sell nudes and videos of themselves, basically just a porn hub that people pay for. I mean, that's yeah, 100% all it is. I don't know who Ruby Rose is. I'm assuming she's just some Instagram model. I have no idea if she raps. I have no idea. Um, Here's the thing. She ran into, which I want to say, um, she may have ran into him, but uh, he didn't run into her. If you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, um, she ran into her number one spender on OnlyFans. She tweeted this and I sent it to Jeff. The guy looks exactly how you would think. 
a number mm-hmm. one spender on OnlyFans would look. Um, he's got some weird Nike shoes on with the tag, some tie-dye sweatpants, and a black T-shirt that says, if I die, delete my browser history. And before you say the number, I want everyone listening to yeah. this to just to to kind of like think to yourself, all right, I'm a normal human. Right. And I'm aware of where porn exists on the internet. Correct. It's free. And it's available widely. 24 7, 365. Yep. And I know what OnlyFans is. And I understand it's like this thing where you, you can like subscribe to somebody and like there's tipping and whatnot. I want you to like ask yourself what you think you would ever spend in a, if you were that guy that's, that's purchasing porn. Right. When it's free. <laughs> and not just her porn, only her. Like, this is dedication. Yeah, only to one level. person's. Correct. Like, what do you think someone would ever spend on one person's nudes? Yeah. You know? Like, think about it for a second. Pause us. B- before they would be like, all right, I've seen enough. Right, like, look, like, let's not, let's all just be real. Like, everybody has seen porn, right, and looked at it, and I think there are probably people that you're like, yeah, that person's attractive, but realistically, if you've seen a video or two of it, you probably then say, yeah, what else is there? Right, and you move on. Right. So, how much would would you spend <laughs> to look at the same person? Before you were like, ah, I'm gonna go find the next model yeah. to look at. Okay, I'm burnt out on this. Insane. I'm gonna also say this. He's only been subscribed to her for one month. Fuck off. No. Are you holy shit? The <laughs> screenshot says oh. fan stats subscribe for one month. Spent. You ready? Should I read the dollar? $62,321.70. Fuck me. Here's my biggest question. Sideways, what dude. what what costs 70 cents? <laughs> they give I'm being honest because I hate like in the FanDuel account, like if I have like 30 cents, I try to add it to a bet or something. You know what I mean? Like, I hate that. That was, he got an interest payment from uh, U.S. Bank or Wells Fargo. Probably. And his checking account there. And he's like, oh, shit, I got an extra 70 cents. I'm going to do everything I can here to get this one in. Yeah, he said his bio on OnlyFans says he's a crypto whale looking for a queen. So, um, and my whole thing of she may have ran into him, but he certainly did not run into her. That's 10,000% he stalked her. Oh, 100%. Like, if she ends up uh, in a dumpster one day. I know who did it. Yeah, it's that dude. Uh, I'm going to go first to the guy who spent $62,000 in a month on her OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. To see the same pair of tits. That's, I mean, over and over again. That's in. 
insane to me, dude. We are so effed as a society. So fucked. Yeah. Like, uh, so I don't know. One of the podcasts at the studio, which this is why I'm thankful I did the studio route because I got a lot, I got to hear and see a lot of interesting things. Mm-hmm. But they had OnlyFans girl on, and uh, Jake was telling me, like, about it because I came in late and they were wrapping up. And I met the gal. She was nice, right? Whatever. It, I think it's a weird thing to do. Um, but I, she was, Jake said at one point, I was like, did she say, like, who subscribes the most? And she said, dudes that she went to high school with. So crazy. But that made sense to me. Like that, sure. like, okay, it's 10 bucks a month. And then like every dude that everyone ever wanted to get with her, you know what I mean? Is like, well, for 10 bucks, I'll look at her. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I understood, I understood that. Right. Especially like, I used to not have a fully developed brain. So I understood that. Yeah. I don't understand spending $62,000 on internet porn. No. And I don't care if it's one or all of them. If you had a Rolodex, Jeff, of every set of boobs ever, but it was sixty-two grand, i would be like, I'm good. You ever heard of Google? Correct. Like, turn the safe search off and Google boobs. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's just me being an old head, right? Like... And just like seeing a random boob, like in a movie, it's kind of like, oh, okay, right, right, like, all right, like, interesting. Yeah, we all remember uh, being versus- thirteen, right, in the first or, or younger, and the first time you saw like Skinamax on, right, at a friend's yeah. house, and you're like, yeah, you oh, had damn. some like hijack channel. It's a little blurry, but you see a boob through right. some fuzz, and you're like, all right, holy you know, smokes, like, dude. Yeah, like the unexpected rando boob. Is like way more appealing to me than you know what I'm just gonna sit down with a book and look at every boob that's ever existed. Like at a certain point, you become numb to it, right? And that I, I like how that dude was still into it for that long, for that much money is wild. It's wild. Yeah, no, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Like, I don't know. I mean, I understand. Like, there's a real-life porn problem in America, probably in the world. Uh, I just live here. But it just keeps getting worse, man. I mean, like, insane. Yeah, that's absolutely an addiction, an obsession. He's a stalker. Yeah. Right? Because he, quote-unquote, bumped into her. Yeah. Weird. Oh, my God, look at this. I'm your number one spender. Hey, what's up, Ruby? That's just insane. And like, like, I think the bigger thing to me is like, it's, it's somebody that I have no idea who that is. Right. And like, I mean, I've heard like the, the only fan stories, uh, you know, the rapper, bad baby. Do you know who that is? She's the catch me outside yeah. girl from Dr. Yeah. Phil. The day, this is how, this is how messed up we are in America. The day she mm-hmm. turned 18, she started an OnlyFans, and it crashed the site, and she made like $4 million in the first day. Yeah. She's made, I think I saw an article uh, on Barstool that she's made like $65 million bucks on OnlyFans. That's absolutely disgusting. 
It's wild. Like, honestly, everybody that subscribed the day she turned 18 should have to go to prison. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Crazy, dude. Yeah. It's just I mean, a wild thing that, that I think, like I said, it's a wild thing that's just a thing. No. It is. And I mean, like, more... To me, like more power to girls. Like if you if that's your thing, and that's the route you're gonna go, and you can make a killing doing it. Like to me, that's probably a thousand times safer than the sugar daddy you know, things. Sugar daddy, being a stripper, right? Uh, being a prostitute, like whatever you want to throw out there, right? Like that because you're doing it from like the safety of your own home. You control what you show. People have to, you know, the money's up front. Blah blah blah. Like. You're totally in control, and like it's your body. Like do whatever the fuck you want with it. Um, I hope my daughter doesn't do that ever. Obviously, right? right? right. But like, go for it, man. It's like crazy. that's that's really cool. But to like do that, <laughs> really and then cool. quote unquote run into him, I would. I'm shocked she took a picture with him because that only like encourages it more. For sure. You know, like people to be like, oh, check this out. Like I've spent a ton. And I guess, like, you could call that, like, marketing. Yeah. I guess on her part, she clearly feels, like, safe doing that, whatever you I'm want to sure call it. I'm sure she has a bodyguard or a security team. Uh, yeah, I, guess, I would imagine if she's got people dropping that much, she's probably making enough. You hope she is. Yeah, to pay somebody 20 grand a month. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Crazy, though, huh? Jesus. Uh, do you happen to watch the San Fran Eagles game? No, I was blessed with um, was it the Lions? No, that was earlier. Lions Saints was early. We were blessed with some other dog shit game. Okay, I was pissed. I was pissed, but I was keeping track of it via ESPN app. Nice. Uh, what? A piss pounding. Great game. Just kidding. I it wasn't. Uh. I just thoroughly enjoyed um, Debo scoring, hitting my bet. But also in the game, so if you didn't see it, uh, the Eagles had a security got ejected from the game. So uh, Devontae Smith, number six wide receiver for the Eagles, he got slammed um, by Dre Greenlaw, one of their linebackers. But it was not violent. It was more of a hip toss. It was to the side. It wasn't like he suplexed him over his head, you know, like slammed his head on the ground. Like, I was surprised they threw the flag. But it was kind of chippy all game, right? So this happens. Um, He suplexed, you know, he he just, he slammed him, but he like wrapped him up behind and then he just kind of slammed him, in my eyes, to the left. Like, at some point, it's just kind of like, what are these defensive guys supposed to do? You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. But... I am just so I don't know. I think I just watched a this is this live? Is this that was he down? I think he's down, yeah. Okay. So he gets suplexed. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Um so he gets suplexed and then there's like a little skirmish and the Eagles head of security pushes him away, which why is he on in the white on the sideline? Yeah. Um Hold on. Is he down? Does he ever go down? Oh, yeah. He's down. Okay. Anywho, 
so he pushes he he pushes him away, and then Dre Greenlaw like kind of just like shoves back at him, but like towards the face, doesn't ever hit him, but just like, hey, don't you know? It's like don't touch me, and he pushes right. back. So Dre Greenlaw ends up getting ejected, and then they ejected the Eagles' head of security. And I guess this guy is well known. They like Barstool put up like a little highlight of him. His name is Big Dom. I didn't know who he was. I. He fits in hundred percent, dude. He fits into the Philly scum, uh, all of it. Like so does Sirianni. Uh, you know, I was telling Tom, like I hate, I hate him. I just hate him. Mm-hmm. I love Jalen Hurts. I love some of the guys they have on the Eagles, but I can't stand Sirianni. I don't like this big Dom guy. Like they just feed into that persona of Eagles fans. And I just, I can't. Yeah, I can't stand it, dude. Right, can't stand it. No, yeah, that's bullshit. Um. Yeah, dude, get the fuck out of the field. Right. Like you're not you're not on the team. You're the security guard. Right. Oh, you are, man. You're a security guard. Um, couple things left for me and then whatever you got. Levi Williams, sure. Utah State quarterback. Did you see that? Yeah, I had to look that up when you sent that, dude. What a badass. That's fucking baller. Uh for going his senior season, but for other reasons, not going pro, not hitting the transfer portal. Dude said, you know what? I want to be a fucking Navy SEAL. Let Eagles yeah. screech, dude. That's badass. Yeah, that's uh, it's a level of badassery and commitment um, that you just don't see a lot of. Right. You know, that's why the the Tillman thing was so cool. Right. Um, And, you know, he's not a SEAL, obviously. Uh, You hope he, you know, you wish him the best of luck. (laughs) Right. He's got a long road ahead of him. Uh, It is not the same as collegiate athletics. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, if he's got that kind of mindset to say, you know, it's, uh, it's time for me to, you know, walk away from this. I, I just feel this calling. I I would assume he's going to have the the mental fortitude to to get through right all that is necessary to become one. Should he choose to, yeah. Uh, should he choose to kind of continue on through that path? But that's that is fucking dope, man. Because it is it's such an unselfish thing when a lot of what you see in athletes tends to be very selfish, right. I think, like you said, the best. That's why everybody loved Pat Tillman in that story, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think his brother was actually a professional athlete too, right? Uh, probably not just as prolific, but I think he was playing like pro baseball, maybe, if I remember right from reading the book. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Pretty sweet. Um, I just thought thought that was cool. It's just a story you don't you don't ever hear or see, right? So, yeah. Yeah, no, that again, it's just fucking awesome, man. Like, I, I, I think I said it with Brad. Like, I wish more people. You can't force it. I get that it's the land of the free. Um, But I wish just more people served in some capacity, right? Right. Like, as a teacher, a coach, um, in the military, you know, EMT, like work on a hospital, like something, right? That is like actually the, beneficial to, yeah, for people. the betterment of the society, right? Like at some point in your life, like 
and we put more value on that than we do. Right. You know, like that would be, I think we'd just be in such a better place. Absolutely. As a society. If yeah. like more of us were forced to give back. Absolutely. You know, and unfortunately we don't, we don't reward it uh, enough when people choose to. Right. right. I'm not asking for anything out of it. Right. But, um, you know, we do the veterans days and the whatnot and the thank you for your service. And I, again, I'm not, I don't need anything. I've, I've never asked for it. Um, but you know, I just, you, you wish more organizations like valued people who did something like that. Right. Like I remember, you know, like when Dalt was going through his change, I was like, man, like to me, like being a teacher is like such a skill it provides you and a coach right and it provides you with like such a skill set that so many people in the working force don't have that if you can eloquently state you know what you were doing and how that translates into the real world or the professional world like to me you've got a huge leg up right because you do right like you know military coaching whatever right like you've you've been through a fire that a lot of people have never been through 100 percent you know, uh, dealing with adversity, dealing with huge groups of people and, you know, helping them navigate life, the situation, you know, the coaching situation that you're dealing with. I mean, it's just, it's, it's impressive. And yeah, I just wish it was valued a little bit more versus you check a box. Yes. I'm a veteran. Right. You know, and realistically you get 11% off your meal on November 11th. Right. (laughs) Right. If you ask for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's an interesting, I have thoughts on that. Yeah. No, <laughs> I appreciate you hearing your thoughts. Uh, you don't share them with us enough. <laughs> and we value them big time. Yeah. Like I just, I, I think we'd all be better off, right? Like, I, you know, like what you're doing as a coach is super valuable and translates in so many ways. Right. And so for this kid to, Again, it's just something you don't see a lot of. Right. It's super cool. And I hope that gets a lot, a lot more like pub. Absolutely. Um, then. I'm sure it will next week. Us talking on a pod. <laughs> yeah. On our little bitty pod. Um, yeah. I'm sure it will next week for sure. Um, I hope it does. Right. Next week is obviously America's game. So. Yeah, probably fun. Um, Absolutely. Last thing for me, uh, you see DK Metcalf's new way of uh, talking trash without getting fined or or flagged. Till now, (laughs) yeah, I heard about it. That's dope. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, It's next level. It really is, Uh, and also cool. I think you know, like uh, I don't. I'm pretty sure I shared the story of me getting a haircut on this pod right before I left for Boji. Yes. Right. And yeah. So if you are a new listener, uh, right before I went on vacation in July, the gal I usually get a haircut with, she called out sick and they're like, so-and-so has opening though. We'll just slide you in. Um, he was deaf and he did a great job. He cut my hair fine. But like towards the end, it just got really hard to communicate and it's no knock on him, but I was getting frustrated. And then I mm-hmm. left, and then I felt like an asshole because I was getting frustrated because I couldn't communicate with him. 
we're trying to type to each other and it just was a lot. And then I was like, damn, imagine going through fucking every day of life getting communicated because you can't talk. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was a good reflective moment for Ben. Um, but it also cool that DK is learning sign language, whether it's to talk trash or not. I think it's probably something a few more people should learn. Not that we have a huge deaf population, but uh, I, 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 like I said, just from that instance of my life, um, I can understand their frustration. So with not communicating to anybody. Yeah. And from purely just like the sycophant, um, Ooh, the sycophant and like the psychopath athlete. Like I, I, you know, I want to talk shit. I know I'll get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I want to taunt. Right. But you know what? I know none of these fucking refs know, you know, A, B, C or D or whatever. Right. So, well, and that's just it. Like he's now everybody knows. So if he right, starts so signing, in trouble. Yeah, but he'll probably just get fined if he says something terrible. But like, if a ref throws a flag, I hope that they don't know, and he just says something like, "Hey, I told so and so I love him," you know, or something like I don't know, something like that. Like, well, that's just, what he's got to do. Yeah, like it's just mixing. Uh, I love you. Wherever yeah, like, we're playing. Right, he needs to sign when he scores a touchdown over somebody. He needs to sign to the DB. I respect your effort. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, <laughs> something, something truly, super positive. Yeah, super yeah. positive. And so when they throw the flag, he can appeal it, and then like the refs are going to be just in this mental yes, like conundrum. They don't know what to do. Is he swearing at me? Is he not? Then all the refs have to learn sign language. It's just such it's such a commitment level. You you ha- absolutely have to respect it and just oh yeah tip your hat like good for you man that is it's next level it's it just, is next it's level. just next level um i heard you cussing a little bit there uh i just watched it uh can't get too uh can't get too greedy i didn't obviously hit a parlay here also shocked that the packers just beat the chiefs or no yeah this league dude parody it's wild to me man yeah I'm uh, super juiced for JJ to be back next week, dude. Exactly. exactly. I'm juiced with with the de- with the pastronaut. With the pastronaut, and that's N A U G H T, not N O T. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, brother. What else you got? Um, I think I was shot. I saw on the graphic on this game, like Green Bay is like 15 and 0 in December since like 2019. They are. Uh, wild. And I get like they had Rodgers for a lot of that, but geez. Yeah, they did. Um, it's crazy. They're playing good football. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super yeah, worried. Just beat Detroit. I mean, they're hot, right? People get hot. Yeah. Teams it, get hot. Bikes got hot. And it could last for a week or two and then be done. Yeah. I don't think we should start freaking out, thinking Jordan loves the best. Uh, also, the Patriots are a super vulnerable team. Or, excuse me, the Chiefs. Like, Yeah. Sorry, a super fan, but they are, like, so up and down. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Vikes took them to the wire. Uh, I don't know, man. They're just they're just different. And they were super banged up tonight. They lost a bunch of defensive guys. but Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, um, did before you move on, yeah. did you see the the graphic earlier in the game when the Chiefs were down ten? No, by chance. <laughs> Pat Mahomes is the winningest quarterback of all time when his team trails by ten at any point in the game. <laughs> it was like seventeen and five. 
So now he's seventeen and six. That's in that's an insane stat, dude. Yeah. So and never out of a game. No, ever. And even you know tonight. I mean? Like even tonight. No. He threw a terrible pick, but never out. Yeah. That's wild, man. It's just gotta have a good I mean, get a great QB like that. Fuck mm-hmm. man. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It does feel like that team is uh you know, duct tape, band aids, right? Like just trying to hold everything together. They don't look as good as they have in the past, but no. like you said, this league, right? This league. Fucking destroyed the Eagles today. I know. Man. That's crazy. Because the Vikes obviously lost by seven to the Philly on the road. Vikes beat. I understand Trent, no Trent Williams, no Debo. But boy, talk about somebody looking good. Debo scored three times today. Ooh, boy. Did you pick that? Three time touchdowns? No, no, no. Yeah. Did you pick? <laughs> so, no. Uh, I thought uh, on our Friday picks, did you put him in there? No. Oh, yeah, I did. The one that just went out tonight um, that went three of four, I needed a Rasheed Rice touchdown to cap that one off. That was the B2E pick. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I did. But uh, that one, one I threw together this morning, I always throw a couple, $5, yeah. and that one hit. So that was cool. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, brother. No, uh, yeah, I do. Ha- so I have a couple things. Um, first, did you see the story that Mark Cuban is selling his stake in the Dallas Mavericks? Which is like, he is, major- I mean, he is almost the only, is he the full owner? He, or he owns well, yeah, 95% I, I think of he the was. Yeah, I think he bought it originally as the full owner. I think he sold off some bits and pieces, but he's been the majority owner. And it's hefty majority. Uh, yeah, it was a heavy majority uh, owner for years, right? And when he bought it, he bought the team for $285 million. Yeah. Right? And he sold his majority stake. He's not out as an owner, I don't think. I think he still has some stake in it but he's not the majority owner anymore, but retained control of the team. So he must, he might've sold 51%. Yeah. And they let him keep total control of. I didn't the know team. that. Isn't that nuts? Like how'd that happen? Um, yeah. I sold it for 3.5 bill to a casino. Essentially. Hmm. <laughs> And people are like, why'd you do that? And and there's a lot of rumors that he's going to run for president because he's also stepping away from Shark Tank. Yeah, I saw he stepped down from Shark Tank. Everybody keeps saying that. And then he said the presidential thing is no. Like, I, well, that's, that's what everybody says until they're in it. I mean, I'd vote for Mark Cuban. What do you think he'd run as? Uh, independent. I don't think yeah. he. I don't think he is. He's one of those. I. I mean. I feel like much like you uh, and I. We. We probably ride both sides of that. I. I feel like, and For that's sure. why I think like there. We need more aisle riders, more than ever. Right. I'm kind of sick of the R's and D's. Um, yeah. Because you sound like we Todds. But uh, I'm just sick of it. But I don't know. I think. I think he'd probably be an independent or. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if you were to enter the game at this stage, it definitely have to be. Um, I think they'd probably try to identify him as a Democrat 
because he does have some liberal viewpoints, especially like uh, with respect to COVID and whatnot. Sure. Um, but then again, he's also like fiscally. It's conservative because um, he's conservative, a billionaire. Which again, I think a, a lot of people are like, a lot of people have a lot of uh, liberal viewpoints, not like necessarily the hardcore ones, right? But just like, yeah, treat everybody with respect. Yeah, I think like a hundred percent. Like morally, most people would probably align liberally, and yeah, financially, most people would align conservatively. That would be right. probably most people in the world. I think, or political spectrum, not to go on this, has just got so fucking skewed. Oh yeah, that we have no idea what's going on. Absolutely. Uh, not to break strange. off on this, but did you see that Black Lives Matter just endorsed Trump? Say that again. <laughs> Black Lives Matter endorsed Trump last week. Wow. All right. So that's what I'm saying. Like the that's so skewed. I, I mean, imagine that in 2020. Yeah, if you had a time machine. I mean, it's just crazy, dude. I don't want to. I don't want to get. I. I'm just. We were talking about the politics thing. I saw that last week. It was like the the head of of. Black Lives Matter was on a news program and said we're endorsing Trump in 24 because Holy the Democrats shit. are liars. I'll yeah, like what it. a what a turn of events. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty crazy, dude. I don't know. It's just insane. I don't. World is wild. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, it really is. It's the greatest show on earth, man. American Reality. politics. Yeah. Just reality in general, right? Like, just think of the shit we've talked about. Like, you got some weirdo spending sixty-two grand on that's true boobs. Uh, you know, you got this dude who's a college athlete saying, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna go try to be a Navy <laughs> SEAL." Yeah, fucking a complete flip of Black Lives Matter from one side of the spectrum to the other in a matter of four short years. Like, holy shit! Yeah, sit back, drink it in good drink it in man yeah it's nuts man uh we've mentioned the saudi royal fund and the pif yeah earlier right when referencing florida state rumors we're this is a golf podcast we like to bet on golf we do there are rumors that it is all but a done deal that john rom is going to the live tour or Six hundred million dollars. Um. Yeah. Your uh, dude, you got to take the money. Take the money. Uh, golf could end tomorrow for Romer. Um. For oh, for sure. Have a source close to the situation. I was trying to drum up actually. Ooh. Um. So well, yeah. Through Ty, I've got to know uh, the head pro at Scottsdale National. Mm -hmm. And uh, Whitey on Instagram, he, he posts every time he's with Rombo. Like, that's his dude. Um, they're tight. So I wanted to try to eke some info out, um, but I didn't get a response. So um, he also thinks that he can get him on our pod sometime. Or So that would be actually life-changing if we can make that happen. So Yeah, it would. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that would dramatically alter the trajectory and path of both of our existences. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So, 
Uh, shout out Whitey. Hope we can make that happen. Uh, he said that to me several times. He's like, I, you just say when, and I think we can do it. And I'm like, okay, when, dude? I'm ready. Especially now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Book it. Like, tell us. Yeah. I'll uh, drive my happy ass out to Scottsdale National. Cool. Sounds great. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, um, next flight. Yeah. Um, be insane. I got a place for you to sleep. Don't worry about it. Just get here. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I I think at this point those guys got to take the money and run. I also think that uh, the stuff that came out, was that this spring? Or, I mean, when they announced they were kind of merging? When was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that kind of shows that that's more on hold than ever, right? Yeah, and not probably no a thing finality to that yet. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he's he's... He hasn't won, obviously, every major, but he's won the Masters. Reigning champ. He's won the U.S. Open. Yes? Yeah, I think so. Um, Obviously, Ryder Cup champion. Um, So, yeah, I think, I really do think that they just have to take the money and run. I don't hate it. I mean, look at, I mean, just look at, like, Brooksy, dude. He was on the edge of, like, playing every week was killing him, you know? Mm-hmm. Not saying Rombo's there, but, like, dude, it's it's a toll. I don't care what anybody says. Like, doing any contorted motion, whatever it is, right? I mean, look yeah. at people who work on assembly lines, you know, and they don't yeah. travel across the country back and forth ten times a week, you know, whatever it is. So I, I'm not surprised, but, yeah, I'm 100% in on he's got to take the money and run. Yeah, I I – I don't fault that at all. I mean, that's bananas dollars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, we just talked about Elon Musk and how much, how long it would take him to, you know, blow through that if he was like, I'm just going to try and blow through this. Right. Uh, and I also think like it, it kind of makes sense because he, he has been very neutral in all of it. He's never come out and been like, fuck that, fuck this. Right. I, you know, I'm very against it. He's like, I get it. He, I mean, he did say like, I don't think, you know, it's, it's apples to apples, you know, like when, with respect to like points and playing in majors and whatnot, he's like, you know, they only play 54 holes. Right. He's not, he, but he, you know, he, he didn't, he, he didn't like attack it for that. Right. He's just like, it is different. So it, it it's just different. It, it is what it is. Um, but he does did say, you know, like, like those guys are good at the same time, you right? Know? Um, so yeah, he's been kind of fairly neutral, not as outspoken as say a Rory, um, or you know, even Tiger was, right. right? And yeah, you throw that kind of money in, I think it'll open up a huge wave. And as you mentioned, right, like they they had announced to merge, and that was like a huge deal, but that agreement still hasn't been finalized. No. It has, and it, I think they have until the end of the year to try and finalize that. And I don't think it will. And if they don't, like I think the what I've read is like they're trying to drum up other money from like VC, um, other sports owners to invest in PGA Tour and essentially take on ownership of it and quote unquote buy out live right if you will, so that they have control of the PGA Tour still. Yeah. 
because again, it, th- that whole cockamamie, which is a great word, we need to use that more. We uh, do. Kind of concept or, or agreement that they were talking about of like, yeah, they're going to buy out PGA Tour, but the PGA Tour is going to remain in control. Like, mm-hmm. fuck that noise. Like, even with Cuban, like, that doesn't make any sense to me and why I thought that was crazy. Like, you're selling the majority of stake, but you're in control. Mm, that's not how it works. Right. When you, you know, like, when you own something, you tell people, well, no, we own it. Uh, we're going to do this. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Otherwise, the money stops. We're going to turn the money off. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. So, I good mean, for him. Yeah. Like, you, you, 600 million, I mean, that's close to Tiger's number. Yeah. And it's not tied to performance. You just got to play. Well, that's just it. Like, here's I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think that there is people listening to this program that probably don't really understand what the live tour is and why somebody would do that outside of the money. But to put it into perspective, okay, um, essentially, it's like a new football league coming to town and saying, hey, we're only going to play eight games instead of 17 and we're actually only going to play till halftime mm-hmm. and but you still get a play in the super bowl if you want and then i think every player would be like oh yeah how, i don't know how that works but okay i'm in and, that's and we're just, gonna pay you more right and we're gonna pay you three times what you're making now at least but off, it's the, t- yeah. off the cut right just right away you're getting it um show up doesn't matter if you finish dead fucking last. Right. Yeah. And I mean, man, the amount of golfers who have like risen to number one and then just disappeared is endless. Not that I think that he would do that. That dude's a crazy level of talent, but um, he is. But that also just goes to show like golf is the, it's a one sport where the superstars change yearly. Yeah. Quite, I mean, like, yeah. out of nowhere, Wyndham is, a, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. JT has fallen off. You know, he, he, had a, he played good golf this weekend, I think. I think he finished strong. Uh, mm-hmm. He had a shitty day one. But, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, golf is just so different. Um, yeah. It's fun to be a golf fan, especially now more than ever. I know people are like, oh, I hate the live. Okay, whatever. I don't. Uh, I don't watch it. I don't support it. But I don't hate those guys for doing that. Dude, there's nothing in the world. Or if somebody came to you or I, I don't think, where they're like, hey, here's $500 million. You can do what you're doing. You just have to do less of it. Don't you think, like, everybody would be like, yeah, okay. Well, absolutely. You're lying if you say you wouldn't. Right. Lying. So. That's all. That was like that. I don't that know, man. Out. Just crazy. Good for him. Take the money. Take the money and run. That's right. Uh, I had a lunch on Friday, this is my last thing. Okay. And we're in the business of conversing with people and yeah. with each other. Yeah. Right. A lot. And you know, like when you, when mm. we're talking and you, you've even done it here, like we, we kind of give verbal responses that show we're paying attention and we're interested in what's being said to one another. You know, the yes, the, hmm, we get it. Yeah. Right. Oh, interesting. Tell me more that type of stuff. Right. Crazy. And, we, I was at a lunch and a guy was telling a story and he told multiple stories, right? And there was big me monster at lunch. At lunch, 
Uh, am I a meat monster? No, was that guy a me monster? Oh yeah, no, he was. Okay, he, he was. He was telling stories that were not great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so our clients, um, as he's when he would like get done telling the story, like they would both, in response, be like, hmm, hmm. hmm. And offer like nothing in return. And it's just like one of those, like, I think it was the third or fourth time I heard them do that. I was like, man, is there anything more? It's not, I don't want to say condescending. It's a, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like instant response that what I have just said, they gave zero fucks about yeah and no, that was sure. the best they could offer was mm. uh yeah i try I, okay i try to i feel like i do this sometimes i feel like everybody does like you just said it at the beginning uh but there, i feel like some of them are like actually like you know, that's crazy or, you know, wow, yeah. interesting. You know, like, those are like, I could say that and be fully engaged, too, you know? And, like, I know that some people do be like, that's crazy. And you just keep talking. No way. You know, and you just keep talking. But I could also yep. be seeing, saying those and be extremely engaged in your conversation, like what you're telling yeah. me. But I could be like, that's crazy, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I I I struggle with that because Ton calls me out on a bunch. Uh, I guess like last week or the week before on the pod, I said that's interesting. Or yeah, I think it's in that's interesting. I don't know. She texted me and was like, I was about ready to keep a counter. And I was like, okay, apologize. Um, but I feel I know that that's how I respond to stories before I start to talk. It's like an auto. Yeah. Like I'm listening. I'm engaged. And you say, yeah, a lot. I didn't, I like, you are like, yeah. And then you think of what, or you go on to say what you're going to say. That is your, yeah. It, see? Yeah, that is your <laughs> acknowledgement word. Yep. And mine is genuinely, that's crazy or wild, you know? Um, Everybody has. Yes. But, for sure, right? But We all mm -hmm. have them. Some people, when they're talking, they'll throw out the rights. Like, yeah, I'll, you know, like they're they're looking for right, right, right. They they'll say it after they're saying something, right, right. Like I just did there, right, because they're looking for someone to say yes and agree. Like, I'm on the right path here. We all have these like verbal ticks, yes, which I totally understand. I totally get it, and and it's 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 normal in conversation. And I was just, I was thinking to myself, like, because I've said the, that's interesting. That's crazy. Yes. And, and I've been engaged and I've also said it when I do not give a shit, 10, but, I'm not, I, but I don't want to be rude. Right. And I think getting the, hmm, hmm. when someone is telling you a story and I mean, these weren't like 30 second stories they it was a solid two minutes there was a lot of detail to it and the only response given was hmm, hmm. it might be the most like deflating thing that i think could be said in response verbally right 
I think that that's worse than somebody not responding. Uh, yeah. Sometimes Ton tells me I respond in grunts, so I get it because he gets upset. And I do. I think here's the thing. Obviously, you guys. I'm sure they weren't on their phones or anything, right? No. So like, if Ton calls me on the way home from work and we're already playing vids. Or like this morning, I was trying to get some bets in, right? Checking some fantasy football stuff, and I know I did it. I know I did it, but it was a. I'm not listening. I hear you, but I'm not listening. Hmm. <laughs> so right. I feel bad now that we're having this conversation. But, um, <laughs> my bad. Why? Why do you think? I mean, it's not, no, no, not your bad. I mean, it's it's a thing that everybody does. You know? Yeah. Like you can genuinely tell. The more you talk to people, the more that they're not listening, right? Correct. Like, um, I tend to, I mean, outside of you, my grandma, my dad, Matthew is probably the person I talk to on the phone the most. Like, if we call each other, like, it'll be like an hour, hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And I know when he starts reading something because he has ADHD as F. And I'll be like, hey. And then he's like, sorry. But, like, it's just you start to pick up on that. So I'm curious, did you notice that before this dinner and those people, or was this new? I mean, were these all new new people? This was the first time I'd ever met these two. Okay. Right? They're, you know, bigger spending clients, and we just took them out to uh, Capitol Grill. You know, we're all having steaks and Shout you know, out. just having a nice Friday, a nice easy Friday lunch. Like there's no, there were no expectations. Right. Nobody's trying to sell anything. We're just right building relationships, right? Mm. And I've always, I've, I've always prided myself on being able to read a room, right? And the first time it, it, it was that was the response they got from somebody. I wanted to kick the guy. That was telling the surgeon, like, you, you just stop talking now. Yeah, because they're, they're not listening. They're not interested in you anymore. Um, whatever just happened. And while, like, that story was mildly interesting, they have no interest in it. And all the rest of your stories, so please shut up. And then he told, like, three more. <laughs> and it was, it was the same response. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, I, because I get shit just like you do, or you, 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 you were kind of in, insinuating. Like for my wife that I don't pay attention and sometimes I check out and it's like, look, I've been married to my wife for, you know, coming up on 15 years. We've been together for 18, you know, like we know each other and I talk to her sometimes and she's not engaged. I get it, you know, like, and she yes. gets it from me. So I totally understand that. I've never seen it so instantly though. And I was just like, man, I don't know if you could get a, a worse instant feedback Right. Or more telling. Right. Right away. <laughs> that somebody's not paying attention. Hmm. No, they were they were uh, they were paying attention. They just they didn't give a fuck what you just said. No, I mean, do you think they were though? Because I mean we've all been in that situations where people have talked and you heard them talking, but you didn't comprehend anything. No, I no, I think they understood I it was very much of a dismissal of that person right because they're our clients right like they hold power right in right right that dynamic and they were very much giving the we're good with you and those stories by <laughs> yeah 
Hey. It's like, holy shit. Stop talking. That's cold, man. That's cold as fuck. Uh, <laughs> That's what was going through my head. Have you ever seen the Me Monster bit? No, you've, yeah, I mean, you've said it. And like the first time I feel like you said that, I was like, huh, it's an interesting way to put that. But yeah, uh, if I, nobody's I didn't know seen it. Was it. A bit. Uh, yeah, Brian Reagan, uh, he's a stand up comedian. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Uh, I learned yeah, it Reagan. in his, uh, sales training once. Mm-hmm. And he does the whole bit. I mean, uh, and they showed that bit in that sales training, but it's good. But uh, it's funny to watch people. And I think I'm just uh, more aware. I mean, everybody's got a different thing. A former sales manager of mine, Greg, he used to always be like, all right, listen, this is a me plus five kind of guy, you know? And I'm like, all right, yeah, I get it. Like, I didn't get it. And then you go in and say it. And it's like, yeah, I shot myself in the foot this weekend. Oh, you shot yourself in the foot? Well, let me tell you something. My foot got caught in a wood chipper after I shot it. And it's like, all right. Now and I, I grew it back. Yeah, now yeah. I get the me plus five thing, right? Like, oh, you yeah. had a bad experience? Let me tell you about mine. Yeah. It's a variation of like the one upper. Yes. Right? 100%. Who always has to tell the story. Right. Uh, and, and look like they're the coolest cat. And I I always hate doing that in conversations Uh when in a business setting like obviously right. like what we do you know we talk a lot about what who we are and what we're right into and what we're experiencing so it's it's natural to do it in this setting but like i always try to be pretty i don't want to say tight-lipped about myself i just i try not to like be like all about me in those conversations and somebody will I'll share if asked, right? Oh, right. you have kids? Yeah, 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 I do. Blah, blah, blah. And I'll say whatever. And then I instantly like turn them around into a question about themselves. Like, I don't, you don't need to comment on my life. It's, you know, you asked, you're being polite. I get it. So right. I'm going to throw it back to you so you can speak. <laughs> yeah. I think it's you know? something that I, especially learning about the me monster, dude, that I try not to do. And I find it harder in our setting more than anything else. Mm hmm. Because this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to tell yeah. stories, whether people think they're entertaining or not. I mean, whatever. But that's what we're supposed to do. So it's. But then I also know in the real world, I don't want to be like that. So it's really hard sometimes. And I, I'm trying to. I try to be super conscious of the amount of me I talk about. But yeah, it's also you do a solo pod. I do a solo pod. Easiest thing in the world when you're talking to somebody, get them talking about them. Yeah. Right? Like 90% of people. So it's just kind of, I mean, just kind of funny how all over our our lines cross on those social and conversational cues and dynamics. And norms. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It makes it really hard, but it's also probably really good because I feel like we're super conscious of who... And how we talk, you know, like who we're talking to, how we talk. And then we come to this thing and then we talk and we just, we just, sometimes we just be saying stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All the time. Right. Like that's exactly what we do. Crazy. And And it, I've never like, I don't get offended by the me stuff when people do that. No. Right. Do, do you take offense to it? No, because a lot of people's um how do I want to I want to say this and I don't want to sound like 
a dick. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people's me stories make me laugh. Does that make sense? Yes, I get where you're going. Okay, so like, especially growing up where you and I grew up, right? Uh, and being people that have moved away from that area. I love people from that area, but there's just sometimes like, and it's not just that area. It's just people that don't leave their homes, right? And it's not doesn't make you a bad person, a good person. I, I don't ever want people to think that. But I've noticed since I've moved away, there is things that people do and talk about that doesn't pertain to shit in life, but they are super excited to tell you about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I don't get offended. Sometimes, I mean, more than ever now. I mean, especially I think more than ever now, when I go home, right, everybody always, what's going on? How you been? Tell us about this. So you're home for two weeks and you tell the same story 250 times. Like, I get sick of it. Like, I mm -hmm. am sick of telling you about me, right? Um, so right. what's going on with you? And then, mm -hmm. then I'm probably in the, mm -hmm, but it's just a time for me to not talk. So do you, I'm kind of going off on a different tangent here. Do you find like that doing the podcasts reduces that a little bit because they feel like they know what's up with you? Uh, no, I think more, dude. I think, okay. I don't want, I don't, like I said, dude, when we went home, um, People at the channel in ask to take pictures with me, like a couple sure. different people. And they're like, we love your podcast. And I'm not saying like, oh, I'm some celebrity now, but we just do this for fun, you know? And like, I don't ever want to be like, and I think like, because we do this, people think Ben and Jeff are more than Ben and Jeff are. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, so I think like, I think people come up and they're like, they want to talk more about people that I've talked to maybe on one of the pods sure. or like, Hey, yeah, you know, uh, how right. did you meet those? Like I just sent him a message on LinkedIn probably, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I don't know, man, it's, I love, I don't know. It is weird how this little hobby thing has really kind of changed Ben and Jeff's lives. To be honest, I think, do you think <laughs> that sometimes or no? Yeah. I, I feel like because, we talk so openly about a lot of things that I don't get the usual questions of like, what's up with you? Right. Cause I, I'm, you know, and again on mine, I I'm pretty like you're wide open fast and free and loose with like where I'm at and what's going on and how I'm feeling and whatnot. So like people know, right. And so instead of like those questions, it's, are you still enjoying it? You know, how's it, how's the, it's questions about the podcast. Right. Like how, like you just mentioned, like how'd you, they want to talk about that guest or people want to talk or they'll comment on some, some people I've had on and like, oh man, that person seems really cool or whatever, which I love. Like, I love that engagement in some respect. It's just an, it's a different form of a conversation than I used to have which is what's new with you. Right. Right. It's they talk about, we talk about the podcast, 
and you know how, how many uh, how, is it doing well do you get like a lot of downloads like where's that you know and they want to know like those things um which is it it's a just a new dynamic that you you kind of have to adjust to right you know and and that's not it's not good or bad it's just different right i don't i don't know I don't necessarily have a an, a an opinion on it, positively or negatively. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Maybe in maybe if in two years, uh, I'm talking to my friends and I come to a realization like nobody asks me what's up anymore, <laughs> like how you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that would be like, man, that's kind of weird. Well, uh, I guess nobody wants to. No, it's fair because I guess I will say like my aunt, she sent me a text once during football, and she was like, you know, it. Uh, she said just something along the lines of basically like it. She feels like she knows me more now than ever because we do this. Yeah. Cause she listens twice a week. Yeah. So no, I appreciate all that. Right. It's just a, I don't know. And it's also a different thing that not everybody does. You know, everybody has a job. Correct. Everybody. Yeah, and they're very interested in it. Right. Because it's, it's I, something that, not everybody does, right? It's yeah, which is cool, and I appreciate everybody. And it's like I try to be very careful in how I phrase those things. I just because as much as I always, no matter what happens with these things, uh, John Rahm on the pod or not, I always want it to just be a thing that Ben and Jeff do for fun, for sure. Not like a thing like you know. I don't want it to be like oh, they're the podcast guys. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, we're not putting our jobs doing to do this yet yeah yet like if it ever got there great but it's uh yeah it, it's not our job right we it's just do hobby. this for fun we're, yeah it's we're fun. having a hell of a good time doing it and want to keep it that way as long as possible absolutely appreciate everybody uh, i will say I, I, we're really close to a one year anniversary of b2e how about that how, How about, about that? that? That's crazy to think about, huh? It, it, that is wild. It is wild. Uh, especially doing it twice a week. Yeah. It'll be interesting to... We'll have to think about that like one for the year. A one-year celebration. Obviously, we'll look back on our terrible... Well, not totally terrible predictions for the year. Some <laughs> good, me, some were. bad. <laughs> um, yeah. We can look back on our terrible bets. Maybe that's where I asked for some viewer engagement. What do you what if we were to do a one year celebration? What do the what do the people want? I mean, we've only had one guest. This is really not a guest podcast. Shout, also shout out Taco for that text. That was it's so good. You guys it's fuck so off. <laughs> fuck you guys. Whatever it said to that context, that was great. Uh no, have, it was so have you, good. Have you ever seen like the Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon bit? Yeah, dude, where Jimmy Kimmel, like, literally, like, he'll have Matt Damon on, and then he'll be like, all right, that's it for the show. And, like, they, like, he's never interviewed him or. He, he never comes on. Yeah. He's just all, and he's in on the bit. And, like, when we, when we had Mez on, I was thinking, like, man, what if we just are constantly, like, Tacos, Taco will be our first guest. Uh, the next officially. guest. And then we had just keep having just other people on. Never have him on. Yeah. He's been on a pod before. He's fine. Yeah, no, he's good shit. Uh, that good was people. that was a great text. That's 
exactly what I assumed we would get. I loved every second of it. Um, yeah, you, you got anything else, brother? I am good, bro. All right. Well, uh, roles are reversed. Appreciate you. I'm going to try to cut this thing up now tonight and push her out tomorrow. Um, they need the login credentials. I know I just said right, we'll that live on the pod, but there will be no pod tomorrow if Jeff doesn't text me that. So, <laughs> uh, Got you, brother. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Well, uh, appreciate you all. Please uh, appreciate all the support. It's been fun. Hopefully our uh, conversation was up to par and everybody we hit all the check boxes that everybody wanted. Uh, it was fun to kind of flip the roles. Jeff's just kind of sitting there chilling, living the dream. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, Jeff, you got to You end it. You want, yeah, you want I, me to do the thing? Yeah, well, no. I'm going to do the thing. Yeah, should we're we doing totally, it backwards. Should we totally flip it? All right, yeah. Yeah. All right, do you think, my man? All right, everybody. Be a friend, tell a friend. Appreciate all the support. Have a good week. Go out there, kill it. Like. Comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate five stars, do it again, flip it, reverse it. I don't care, right? Just be a good human. Love us. We love you. And whatever you whatever, do. Yeah, there it is. You say that part. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever you do, get back to even. Why you gotta be up in my business? Please leave me alone. I ain't being rude, swear that I just like my privacy. It ain't nothing wrong if you choosing not to ride with me. I got a sidekick, you know how Batman Robin be. Oh, Bonnie and Clyde, my feelings is down to ride. I just say the word, the dog is jumping the fence. I ain't say a word, the shorty say give me this. Oh, that was your girl, she screaming my government. I hopped off the curb, I ain't looking back since. 